Hi, this is Rec Play Live. Welcome to our first podcast. We're going to introduce ourselves so you know the person behind the mic and know where the future is going for this podcast. Um, without further ado, I'll do the first interview. Um, my name is Pishota. I'm a rec therapist and this is... Garcia, also a rec therapist. So welcome and we thank you for listening. Um... So first, Garcia, tell me your story. How did you become a recreation therapist? Well, initially I wasn't planning to be a rec therapist. And honestly, in the bigger scheme of things, I think it just kind of landed on me. Mm -hmm. uh, I came in to San Jose State 18, 17. Actually, I started when I was 17. Started there. Uh, I went in as a computer engineer prior to going to San Jose State. I was thinking computer engineer, computer engineer. The first thing I was looking at, though, was the money. You know, at the time, a computer engineer was making a significant amount of money, and I was thinking, all I want to do is be rich. You know, when you're younger, you know, all you're thinking about is money. You're thinking about the materialistic things, and that was the direction I was going. But once I got to San Jose State, and I looked at the reality of what was encompassing of becoming a, a computer engineer, mm -hmm. I was thinking, you know what, that, that isn't what I really want that's not something for me so I became a confused mess it was almost like a mini existential crisis not to that extent but uh yeah so I started really trying to figure out what to do so I went to an advisor for this university and the advisor suggested that I would take this one class that was kind of a counseling semester long class you're able to look through various majors various minors various different departments and they were promising that they're going to bring in people from different departments and we were going to get an opportunity to see what several majors were. Part of the project was looking through and researching the departments and being able to see what each one's about, what it takes to be in the major, which is one thing that I didn't know and I didn't do beforehand. I, when I signed up for computer engineer, I blindly went in and then when I figured out everything about it, then it was too late by that point. So went into the class. There was one specific class that Professor Ulick, uh, he went in and he talked about recreation in general. So he really was able to talk about what the whole course was about, what the major was about, and the outlook of what somebody with a recreation major would be uh, doing afterwards. So he did that. And then I decided to go interview one of the advisors within the department, talk to me a little bit about it. And then I decided, you know what, I think this is the route I want to go. So the advisor then told me uh, to start taking the classes, start register over as a recreation major. And I did as a general rec. I did take a business class within it because one of the concentrations was a minor in business. So... I took the class and then I decided that business wasn't necessarily the one way to go because I, it was a little bit more boring for me and then I know business is everywhere but I decided this isn't the thing that I want to completely take over for me. I wanted to do a little bit more than that. I wanted more meaning. So I went back to the advisor and she told me to take one rec therapy class. So I did. I took one rec therapy class. I didn't really think much about it. At this point in my time, I was thinking, no, hell no. Rec therapy is not for me. I had this illusion that rec therapy was only to be done at hospitals. And I don't know for what reason, 
I just didn't want to work in a hospital, which is the irony. Later, you'll find out the irony in that. (laughs) Yes, I didn't want to work in a hospital. So I was saying, nope, scratch it off. Never, ever, ever, ever. And after I took the class, I started thinking about, okay, this this wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It was a little bit more about helping others rather than thinking about the location you'll be working at. So I went back to her. She said, how was it? I said, I was okay. I didn't think it, it was going to be like that, but it ended up being a little bit better than I thought. So then she told me, take another class. So I did. And at the same time, I was taking a philosophy class, a uh, rec philosophy class. In there, there was a project I had to do. And in the project, I was uh, able to pick more or less what I wanted to do afterwards. So I decided, well, at the time, I was really intrigued with working in a prison. So I decided I wanted to try working at a prison. So I did a project on it, and uh, that was with Professor Susie Ross. And she told me afterwards, well, are you a rec therapy major? And I said, no, I'm not. So she said, well, the only way that you're going to get to work there is if you're a rec therapy major. And that's when it was like, boom, mind blown. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I you know, finished off the class. And then I decided afterwards, you know, I I really like helping. And that's one of the things that I ended up figuring out at that point that I like to help people. I I am one person that just loves doing that. And I didn't know before that, but I did find out at that point. So I started pursuing the rec therapy major, you know, finished off uh, my coursework there. And then I did end up working at the prison, and that's kind of how I came out. Oh, and by the way, so the prison has a hospital within it, and that would be the irony in everything, that my biggest fear was working in the hospital, but that's actually, it, it didn't turn out to be what I thought it was going to be. So, yeah. Very cool. I think it's really interesting to find out how people found the major, because you know, when you talk to your family or friends, they really don't have an idea about what recreation therapy is. And I just, everybody seems to kind of fall into it. So, um, or it finds you, I guess. So that's very interesting. Thank you for sharing. Um, What are you currently doing in RT? Well, currently I'm uh, working for the Department of State Hospitals. I am providing uh, groups uh, that are primarily based in social skills and coping skills as a rec therapist, of course, So, uh, and with the mentally ill population. So I am, that's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, I was working in a more uh, intermediate setting previously, which would encompass uh, more programming given out to the patients, but now I'm more on a one-to-one basis in an acute setting, so providing more one-to-one rec therapy uh, using different activities to try to help out with the main goals that are primarily dealing with social skills and building coping skills so that they're able to better manage themselves, better manage the symptoms that they are having uh, with uh, with their diagnosis. Okay. A uh, little background. Garcia and I work together. Um, we've been working together for a few years now, and we recently kind of job switched so he took over my position on the acute unit and then I took over his position on an intermediate unit Um, so we're going to have two different two perspectives and we also worked both locations so I think it'll be really beneficial for the podcast 
So uh, what are your hopes for the profession? What are my hopes? So for the profession, honestly, I think it's more about exposure and, well, let me back it up. So the goal is to get, get more exposure on the profession and to get other people to have a better understanding of the profession. Now, those goals I have selected based on my experiences within the profession. So primarily we work in, at least where I'm working at, we work in an interdisciplinary team. And many times what I've realized is that many people, they see what we do, they think we're only doing certain activities, but they don't really know the background to it, why we're doing it, what's going on. For example, we might be using a a board game as a way to help encourage appropriate social skills or appropriate competition, some skill that they may be working on. uh, And a lot of people may only see the fact that we're using a board game or they think that I can do that because they're only using the board game. But many people don't quite understand exactly what's going on, why we're doing it. And I think that's one of the things that we want to gain. I want to gain the exposure on that for the profession. So and I also just want us to be well known so that we're able to get, you know, the title. Well, we have title protection, but we want to get the licensure here in California, get more licensures across the country. Definitely get, uh, I believe you were talking about one of the, the House Committee bills that you were mm-hmm. talking about. So we want to make sure that that goes in so that it becomes a billable service as well. And then that opens up doors for more opportunities for rec therapy. But at the same time, we still have to be doing our part. So we still have to be maintaining the integrity of the profession and making sure that if we do see anything that's uh, title protected, that we are saying something about it, that we're able to recognize those things as well. So definitely those are my goals for my hopes for the aspiration of the profession. Definitely also to keep moving forward, keep uh, the evidence-based practice, keep uh, getting more and more people involved as well. The more the merrier the way I see it. (laughs) Very good. So that leads into the next question. What are your goals for this podcast? For this podcast, primarily, I guess, once again, it goes into the exposure. And I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this, get the exposure out there. I, I am one of the professionals in the RT, RT is what I call it, so the RT profession. So I think it's very important to get the exposure out there. I don't have a set number of people that I want to follow us. I think I'm, I'm more interested in the change that we can create out of this. Uh, I definitely don't want to make this a numbers thing. I want to make it uh, an ability to change. I'm going as far as the world. I want to be able to tell everybody who we are, how we can do this, and how we can essentially make everyone a better person, especially in society where we're at today, where Many people are stressed. You know, quality of life is, in, at least in the U.S., it's not as good as we're expecting it to be. So I really think that that's, those are areas that we can try to help out. But at the same time, we're going to need opinion of you, the listeners. We're going to need every opinion possible so that we're able to see if we're, where we can help you out, how we're helping you out, if we're even helping you out. Mm-hmm. But honestly, we need to put it out there to the world. I know rec therapy is here. I know it's in Canada. It's uh, from what I've heard, it's in different countries, a little bit more loosely associated. I've been doing a little bit of research of what other countries we're in. And I think it's necessary that we're out there around the world and everybody could benefit it no matter where you're at. Everybody. And I mean, everybody can benefit from rec therapy. So that's kind of where I want this website to go. And the Internet's the best the best place to get it out there because the Internet 
is known to, to almost everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, surprise, we're in the 21st, I think we're in the 21st century now, if I remember correctly. <laughs> so, yeah, it, the, the Internet's out there. Anybody could find us. You know, hopefully, maybe I, I also uh, am pretty fluent in Spanish. I wouldn't say I'm perfect at it. Maybe I can get an article out there or maybe an interview out there in Spanish and see how that works out. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. So, yeah, that's what I got for the, the website, <laughs> the podcast. So he kind of spilled the beans. We're also doing a website <laughs> called Rec Play Live, uh, and we'll provide more information on that later. Um, but we want it to kind of go hand in hand. So we're current no matter where you are, you'll be able to access um, information. So whether it's through the podcast or through the website. Awesome. Okay, so we talked a lot about your professional aspirations and how you got here. Um, I want to know what's your favorite part of the day. And you can't say sleep or eat. It has to be something more than that. Favorite part of the day. What do you look forward to during the day? Hmm. Uh, Well, I like to say that I don't have a favorite part of the day. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I do have a favorite part of the day. Uh, So favorite part of the day definitely, I think, is... Well, I'm going to split this up into two. Favorite part of any day would be the opportunity to just have a little time for myself to do something that I really enjoy. Uh, I've recently uh, been trying to learn how to do a little bit of artwork with with crayons. So I'm trying to pick that up. I'm trying to use crayons as a... As an art form where you're able to do create... We are able to create realistic pictures with crayons. And it's very difficult, but I've seen online that you can do that. So I'm actually very intrigued how to do it. So that's one of the things that I want to do. And that's what I mean when uh, I have a little bit of time for myself. I'm doing something that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, it's not just limited to that. I, you know, Previously, I used to do a lot of boxing as well. So that's something that maybe on my time I would do that. I've also tried doing some meditation, which I know I need to be doing a little bit more of, but haven't quite gotten to doing it every day. So I am trying to do that as well. Uh, and to flip it over, favorite part of a workday would be those times when you get an individual that comes up to you and says, hey, Garcia, this skill you taught me last week, I tried it out and it worked. So I want to thank you for that. And that's one of those moments where it almost brings a little tear to your eye, a little wipe right there, mm-hmm. because you, you provided them with something useful and it benefited them. And I think that's a, a moment that you can cherish because when you're in the profession, you're in it to help. You can't just be about one thing. And I think helping is that thing, though, that you could make it really about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I got. Great. Thank you so much, Garcia.